Hey everyone, I'm Renee Bennett. Consider me the girl next door, having conversations that will help challenge and shape your worldview in a culture that has turned our moral compass upside down and inside out. To chat with me further, come join me on social media, girlnextdoor.podcast. No topics are off limits. I'm really glad you're here. Now, on to today's episode. Hi guys, welcome to another Parenthood episode. Thank you so much for joining me again. So glad to have you here. Today will not be super long, guys. I've got a really handy little tip to give all of you who have got children starting to head in towards the preteen years, or even if they're already in the preteen years, guys, you're going to love this handy little tip. I know that we've got also quite a few people who listen um, because they are childcare workers or teachers as well. This is also a handy behavioral management tip, guys. So you're going to really love this one today. It's not going to be a super long episode um, because once I drop this one on you, it's not really too hard uh, to, to, like, it doesn't take too much explanation. So let's just talk about uh, the different phases of parenting, or like I said, if you're not a parent, but perhaps you might be a grandparent or you might be a teacher, but um, There's differences in the way that we obviously treat children depending on their ages. And I actually have not done anything specific to preteens. So this is my very first episode. But up until the time that your child becomes a preteen, so we're talking kind of at that kind of 10, 11 years of age, your parenting would have been a lot more directed. So when they're young, we really do control everything about a child's day. And then once they hit about the age of, say, five, they start to control little parts of their day by the time they they go to school. For example, they might choose when they go outside as opposed to when they might want to stay and play inside. They choose things like, what am I going to play with? And so parental authority, while it's still considerable, it's not as heavy as what it was when they were, say, two or three. Okay, And this is normal and this is natural. But as your child starts heading towards the age of 10 and 11, the aim should be to replace parental control and start moving towards more parental influence. Okay, so as they get older, the authority element starts to lift, the uh, heavy directiveness starts to lift, and we start to instead influence them rather than tell them. But guys, you know, as a parent, one of the hardest things is transitioning with the seasons, the different seasons that your children go through. And and this can be so hard for us parents, but it is um, really important. And you'll start to get it because, and I remember, especially when you've got three kids and they're all in different seasons, you know, you might have a 10 or an 11 year old at the same time that you're parenting a three-year-old. And we can't, you know, it's a real challenge as a parent because it's it's easier just to stay with what we know and to keep parenting the 10-year-old as if they're three, but we, we can't. And I've talked about this before. 
I've talked about parenting inside what we call the funnel. So in other words, we have to make sure that our parenting is age appropriate for the child. And so, for example, if our child is ready for us to give them a little bit more responsibility because they're not three, they're not four anymore, they're not like their younger sibling, they're starting to head into nine, 10 and 11. If we don't start to give them more responsibility, they will become frustrated. And equally, the opposite is true. They will become frustrated if we give them too much too soon. And so I've talked about this before, this concept of parenting inside the funnel. Um, So in other words, parenting at an age appropriate level, go back and listen. I can't remember off the top of my head what episode that was, but what we want to start to do is to move in the preteen years, as they start heading towards the preteen years, we want to start moving our parenting towards them starting to make a few more of their own choices and their own decisions with us there as an influencer, but without the heavy control and authority that we might've had when they were three, four or five. Now, like I said, it is difficult as a parent to relinquish this control, but it's a healthy part of the parenting process. And what our aim should be is that by the end of the middle years, there's like an authority exchange that's taking place, which by the end of the middle years should be complete. But I will stress that this is a process, okay? So we don't want to say, oh, look, my child is 10 and now they have complete control over their lives. Uh, It is a gradual exchange from parenting by authority to parenting by our influence. And so that process should slowly happen from around the age of 10 to about 16 or 17. Now, you guys have heard me talk a lot about obedience. I have spoken about first-time obedience over and over again, and obedience is super important, and it definitely is the precursor to the success of the transition to this next stage. But what we want to start to do is we want to move from raising an obedient child to raising a responsible child. So while I'm not, um, you know, I, I still stress the absolute importance of teaching our children obedience and first time obedience. But when my kids were five and seven and nine, you know, it was a compliment when someone said to me, oh my gosh, your kids are so obedient. But it's not really a compliment if someone kind of looks at my 18 year old son and says, wow, look at Liam, he's so obedient. Like that would just be weird. So there has to be a transition. What we do want to hear instead is, oh, wow, look at your kids. They are so responsible. They're really great young adults. So the difference is obedience requires conformity, which we want that in their younger years. But being responsible is voluntary. It's it's of their own choosing. And so that's what we want to do is move our children from a place of obedience to a place of them managing themselves and being responsible. And the only way to do that is if we start slowly lifting off the authority. So I'm going to give you guys a really handy tip today on how to do that. So 
If you have a nine or 10 plus year old, I want you to start to pivot in your mind from making your parenting all about obedience to instead making it about how do I teach my child to be responsible and start making good choices for themselves. So this means, um, you know, that your child starts to follow through. They start to complete tasks without us having to, um, you know, bribe them, threaten them, or without us having this, you know, having to give a, a continual tsunami of reminders. So let's look at this really practically. What might this look like? It means, for example, let's take the end of the day, kids had their dinner, they know that the normal routine is to have a shower before you kind of settle down for the night and then go to bed. So when they're younger, this would be you directing. But um, as they start to hit these preteen years, what you would want is a child who begins to shower themselves without being told after dinner. But not only that, they also hang up their towel, put their clothes in the wash basket or hang their clothes up. Uh, Then they might go and clean their teeth right before their bedtime. They put the toothpaste away. They hang the hand towel up. So that's what I'm talking about. So it's not you having to tell them or remind them. They start to do these things and become responsible for themselves. So how do we move our kids from our parent-directed authority-driven instructions to becoming more self-driven without us having to sound like a dripping, nagging tap? And believe me, I know that you don't want to sound like that. And I know that your kids certainly do not enjoy hearing that. Now, the temptation here is for us to go into that bathroom when we see that they haven't picked up their towel and they've left their clothes all over the floor. Normally, what we would do at the age of nine or 10 is to start muttering under our breath or shouting at them, get back in here. I'm not your slave. Pick up your towel. Why is your uniform still here? You do this every night. You're driving me nuts. We've all said things like that to our kids, me included. And mind you, guys, I'm going through this right now at the other end where my kids are now, you know, 18, 19, 20, and I've got these adult children and I'm having to pivot again. If anyone's got tips on how to help, like, you know, make your 18, 19, 20 year olds be responsible in sharing the chores in the house, like an adult when they're all so busy, please DM me. I'm really kind of doing my homework at the moment on this stage because this is frustrating me, but that's for another time, guys. So, but we did do it successfully when they were a bit younger. So what we have to do is start to transfer the ownership and take it off of us. Every time we have to nag and remind, we are taking the ownership. Um, You know, when, when we cut sick at them and we're grumbling, what we're doing is we're taking their responsibility and we're putting it back on our shoulders. And while we keep on doing this, every time we nag, every time we remind, then they don't have to take accountability. And this transferring of ownership is not happening. And that's what our aim is, is to start transferring the ownership of their behavior, of themselves and the responsibility of themselves from us onto them. So using the bathroom example, um, when they're young, you cleaned up, you hung up their towel, you put their clothes in the wash. And as they got a little older, you know, they could help you with the cleanup. Maybe you hung up the towel and you said you instructed them, go and put your clothes in the wash basket. Then the next step might be you reminding them, okay, it's your job. You need to hang up your towel, put your clothes in the wash basket, and you are setting expectation. 
What we're talking about now is the stage we want to get them to in the preteen years is that they have the responsibility completely transferred to them. They hang up the towel, they put their clothes in the washing basket all without being told. Okay, so how do we do this without constantly reminding them? And here's the little key I want to teach you. Firstly, you need to sit your kids down and tell them that you are no longer going to remind them to do any of the chores that they are old enough to be responsible for. The reason you sit down and you tell your kids this is because it um, not only lets them know what's about to happen, it's a good reminder for yourself. It's like you're keeping each other accountable. Guys, I'm not going to remind you anymore. I am not going to nag you. I'm not just like, you know how I've taught you guys about making a decision and I'm not going to shout. And I've, and I would say that to my kids. I'm not going to raise my voice. I'm not going to get angry right now. You have a choice. You can do A or B. It's kind of the same thing. Guys, I'm not going to remind you anymore. So, you know, for example, I'm not going to remind you to feed the dog or hang up your towel or put the dishes away or whatever it is. Then tell them that you're introducing a a new little phase. And this is what the the key is, guys. This is the phrase, do you have the freedom to da-da-da-da-da, I'll leave that bit blank. Guys, this is so handy. So let me give you an example of what this might look like. Next time, for example, your kids sit down to breakfast and they haven't fed the dog, you say, hey, Mary, right, instead of going, have you fed the dog? You say to her, hey, Mary, do you have the freedom to be sitting down to breakfast right now? Or next time they haven't cleaned up the bathroom, but they're sitting in their PJs in front of the PlayStation, you say, hey, David, do you have the freedom to be gaming right now? Can you see this little pivot here, guys? This is a beautiful thing. What it does, it it does a number of things all at once. Firstly, it's reiterating to them that the freedoms that they have are earned. So the freedoms are, are earned by completing tasks. Now, this also means that they have to figure out what they haven't done, which means you don't have to. Okay, so they've got to figure it out, which replaces you nagging them. So what you're doing is you're transferring the complete ownership to them and you're keeping it off of you. So all of the privileges your child uh, might want are really freedoms that can either be earned or lost. So let's look at a practical example. Your 10-year-old wants to go and play on the trampoline outside. This is a privilege. This is a freedom. Your rule is that they need to have packed up their lunch dishes before they head outside. And they know that. Now, if you have to remind them as you see them walking out the door, if you have to remind them, ah, excuse me, have you packed up your lunch dishes first? Then what you've just done is you've taken ownership for their behavior and their responsibility right back on your shoulders. They don't have to think. They don't have to be responsible. You've just done it all for them. Instead, what you say what you say is, hang on, do you have the freedom to go outside to the trampoline right now? Now, what that does is it puts the onus straight back on them. They take ownership of themselves. They have to work out, oh, what haven't I done? 
okay, going outside to jump on the trampoline is a freedom and they've got to earn it. And you're keeping the ball in their court. It teaches them to take responsibility. So guys, honestly, and and what will happen is you actually will eventually be able to say that little phrase less and less because you're training them to start seeing things. Now, what if a child tells you, yes, I do have the freedom. And then you go in and you find their lunch dishes out and their room not packed up. Well, what you need to do is like with anything, you need to enforce consequences because they've lied to you. Now, the consequence is not them then following up on what they didn't do, okay? So they need something on top of. So they still need to follow up on what they didn't do. So they need to come in, clean their lunch dishes, tidy their room, whatever it is. But then the consequence happens. And all the consequences is it um, is that they lose that freedom. It's a loss of their freedom. Your child should lose the freedom of going outside on the, to play on the trampoline for a period of time to remind them next time, A, to do their job, B, to be honest about it. So what we're doing, guys, is we are encouraging initiative. There are too many young adults that do not have enough initiative. And I would say it is because they've they've had adults in their life, probably their parents, who have been picking up the slack their whole lives. But we have to start putting the slack onto them and, you know, taking the responsibility off of ourselves and putting it onto them. So it's, you know, and it's really far more motivating for your preteen, by the way, uh, than mum giving them a a list of to-dos. And the amazing thing about it is by you constantly saying to them, do you have the freedom to do this? You're training them to think and look around and think about all the things, the chores and the responsibilities that they have, you know, because if you keep telling them what to do, they don't have to think for themselves. So this is teaching them to think for themselves. And like I said, eventually you won't even have to ask them, do you have the freedom to da 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 da? Because your child will actually start asking that of themselves. Oh, do I have the freedom to go out on the trampoline? Do I have the freedom to sit down to my breakfast? Do I have the freedom to be on the PlayStation right now? Um, they'll start asking that of themselves and you will have to start saying it less and less. And guess what, guys? Magically, you will no longer be a nagging parent that's constantly reminding them. You will feel much better. They will feel much better. Your household will be more peaceful until they get to the age of 18, 19, 20, like my kids right now. I'm working on it. I'm working on trying to work out ways to get them to do their jobs when they're also busy, full-time jobs, flying out the door, but they're still adults that have to take responsibility. I'm not their slave. And I'm starting to hear myself say that to them lately. I'm not your slave. So I'm trying to figure out, um, you know, cause I can't exactly stop them from grabbing their keys and going out anymore. So I'm working on that. If you guys have got any parents, any grandparents out there have got tips for me? Can you let me know? Because I'm really kind of trying to work on this one. Cameron and I are trying all sorts of stuff. Anyway, I told you it would be a short one today. So hope you enjoyed that. That Just remember that one little phrase. If your kids are heading into that age, 9, 10, 11, start saying to them, do you have the freedom to? But of course, they have to know what their responsibilities are. Okay. So there's that slow transition where, you know, you have to let them know, they have to know things like, Oh, 
when I have a shower, of course, I know that mum expects me to hang up my towel and put my clothes in the wash basket. You can't expect them to read your mind. But once those things are established, you can use that beautiful little phrase, do you have the freedom to? And it's amazing. There you go. You're welcome. Thank you for coming along and listening. Like I say every week, I love you guys. Thank you. Thank you for sharing this podcast. We've got new listeners coming along all the time. Thank you for those doing written reviews on Apple. I love reading them. It's so helpful to help other people find the podcast. Guys, have a good one and I will see you next Wednesday. Bye.